Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Chuck and I took uh, the last weekend in July off and the first weekend in August, however you want to look at it. Uh, we're back, though, for the dog days of August and some new movies that have hit the screens and the small screens. Chuck and I have gotten a chance to see a couple of new movies. Suicide Squad. Uh, I'm sorry. The Suicide Squad is out on HBO Max and in theaters. And Chuck got a chance to see uh, Jungle Cruise. But I also, Chuck, got a chance to see an interesting documentary. We're looking forward to it. And it's called Val. And it's based on Val Kilmer's life. He carries a camcorder around a lot of his film sets and uh, captured a lot of interesting moments. And then you get a little, little behind the scenes on what he's been going through over the last four or five years battling throat cancer. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about his career, too, and go through the highs and lows and some interesting career choices he's made. It's just a weird and eclectic career, as weird and eclectic as Val Kilmer was probably for 30 years in movie making, Chuck. He's just had an uh, interesting career that just never quite, you know, he played Batman, he played the Saint, but he never hit that pinnacle high note of being a major box office draw. I would agree. He sort of was, uh, we'll talk about this more later, but it, it, over the top of my head, he sort of was um, the Ryan Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds. A little similar, I think yep. so. Yeah, quirky, Especially some good comedy. When you, look back, when you look back at Real Genius. Yeah. Very Ryan Reynolds. If you were going to remake Real Genius and you had a younger Ryan Reynolds, I could see, if, I could see the fit. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk about that and a lot of his other movies, um, some good, some bad and definitely some weird stuff he did a little bit later on. Uh, Chuck. Yep. All right. So it's been an interesting box office last couple of uh, weeks here. Um, and one of the reasons is you got a chance to see the newest Dwayne The Rock Johnson film. I'll talk. We'll talk about the Suicide Squad here in a second. But give us your thoughts on Jungle Cruise, which is in theaters for a second weekend. Well, a couple of words popped to mind. One, it's harmless. It's passable. Uh, Dwayne Johnson likable is, I mean, the one thing about him, he is super likable on a scale of one to 10. He's an 11 in terms of likability. Well, one would he's argue like, she is too, right? I mean, yeah, I very, mean, yeah. He, he, he's he, their banter is pretty good in the film. Uh, he's got some cheesy jokes. It is a Disney movie, so it completely is geared to that family feel. What here's the issue I had, I think it's two hours and seven minutes. It, um, it, it wore on me like it was just not enough to sustain its running time. And the problem for me is it really, really, and I mean, really started to eat Pirates of the Caribbean with really? all the supernatural. Oh, they just oh, really? threw in everything yeah. supernatural. And there's one twist with the Rock's character in that going down that road that I, I don't I'm not a fan of. I, I don't I always have an issue with supernatural because it's. It becomes it comes ridiculous. And, and it's sort of like um, Pirates of the Caribbean. It throws in there a little Raiders, a little and a little of the mummy. And um, but it, it's clung barely. And I mean, barely together by the likability of the two of the two leads. But right. it is a Disney film. It's it's a time killer. Is it a movie I, I would clamor to watch again? No, it's not bad. It's not good. It's it's OK. Is it? Let me ask you this, because it's directed by someone who did a couple of movies we really like, um, John Guami. Uh, he does about as good a Cole job Sarah. as you're going to do with this material, yeah. simply because you could tell they they this is another decision. They they in the, in the boardroom at Disney they said let's make a movie based on the Clearly. theme park attraction, yeah. and it feels like a theme park attraction. Some of the sets, the setup, it's it's literally moves along with the very, very thin plot device. If this was a normal movie season, if this came yeah. out on a, when it was supposed to about well, a year, yeah, would it have yeah. made three hundred million dollars? Mm, a little short of that, I say. Yeah. It, domestically? Yeah. No, no, it no. does not. No, I no. don't think so, because it's really it is fluff. I mean, but, you know, it's got this Disney name, so uh, it, it would it it would have opened it. I mean, it opened at 32 million this weekend. It, it got a 50% haircut, which actually is respectable very much considering the way the trend's been going. Yeah. It's yeah. been 70 cent, uh, 70% plus, but I got to tell you, he is, um, 
he he's just he's so comfortable now on screen. He, and right. he's a good he's actually a good he's become a good actor. Yeah, I mean, he's, agree. he's he's a good actor. He he reads his lines really well. He's a complete professional, a super likable. My only fear, my only fear, and I don't want to go to the dark side here, is he's so he's a roid freak. I mean, he's he's so big, Mike. He yeah. has never yeah. been bigger. Yeah. And what he's like, what is he, 50 now? He is uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's 50, uh, 49. OK, now, May, so, yeah, when you're when you're roiding out like that. Yeah, it's not good. No, right. But, it's just I mean, not it, good. Would you I mean, what does this is? Is this for an eight year old? It's like it's just in the middle of the just bring the family kind of thing. Yeah. Um, deal with, with Listen, this is attracting. At our theater. When, you know, adults are watching this movie and I'm talking older people because it's it's there's not a lot to see. Right. right? And right. it's got the Disney brand. Right. So they know they know they know they're in for a harmless time. They're not going to see crazy violence. Nobody. Uh, it's not R rated. You know, it's PG. And um, again, it's it's a harmless family entertainment that I had a little bit of a hard time getting to the last through the last act. But there's enough likability here. I, I, you know, I didn't mind sitting in a seat watching it. Sounds like you're around a six and a half, seven out of 10 there. No, less than, uh, less than I, no, I, I'm, I honestly five and a half. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is passable to say the least. Yeah. So, so you're telling me wait till Disney plus. Yeah, I would just puts it on their regular. <laughs> I would shelf there. All right. Well, you know, HBO Max, obviously, and Warner Brothers, they're tied in together and they decided to do the Suicide Squad. Oh, and I just want to I just want to point out one one thing, uh, which is sort of weird. Paul Giamatti is yeah. in this movie. Now, yeah. he's in two scenes, Mike, in the first act, and then he completely disappears. <laughs> and I'm like, where did he go? And then Jesse, uh, Jesse um, Clemens, Clemens, yeah. who's married to Kirsten Dunst, who was on Friday Night Lights, yeah. who's going to be the star of Warren Scorsese's newest film. With DiCaprio, he plays this re- like silly, really over the top villain. Uh, it's silly. Yeah. Well, um, so it's the second teaming of Paul Giamatti and Dwayne Johnson, right? Yes. I mean, After is, their is, awesome is San Andreas. Magic, I love, there, and I love San Andreas. Is Listen, there any magic San from San Andreas left over from those two? No, not really. <laughs> not since Newman. And, uh, but uh, I, I love me some San Andreas. All right. I well. got to tell you, if you, I'm going to tell you something, you, I, and I'm going to bring it up. If you said to me, Right now, what would you rather watch? Jungle Cruise again or Beyond the Beside Adventure? Hands down, Beyond the Beside. Hands down, Beyond the so, Get me some Beyond the Beside Adventure right now. As far as boat movies goes, it doesn't come close to, to, to that boat movie. Is that what you're saying? I'll go with the Poseidon. All right. Well, that's another swing and a miss for their uh, basically without Pirates of the Caribbean. All their other theme park ride movies have not really, I mean, been any good. I mean, this one seems to be making some money for them, but uh not as much as they probably would have hoped for when they first put pen to paper, but we're in a pandemic. We'll give them a break. Now, as far as the suicide squad go, I will have the caveat and I've made no secret of this. Chuck knows this as well. I'm not a fan of this series. I'm not, I'm barely a fan of DC comic and I'm barely a fan of any more superhero movies. So this is not geared towards me per se. So I thought, you know what? It's free. I'll throw what does one that on. mean? What does that mean? No. What do you mean? I'm just I like just if I you. say, OK, if I said Batman begins the dark, the dark night, <clears throat> dark night rises, you like yeah, them, right? I like that. I, I like them. I, I guess I'm so. saying the Zack Snyder. Um, okay. What's uh, going on now? What's going on now? Right. Although I'm not going like, to throw a parade for Robert, Robert Pattinson is the Batman. Not, no, I'm not going to be first in line. No, but really? you know, I did like some of the the Wonder Woman stuff and, and the Superman versus Batman. I did like some of that stuff. I just think overall, DC has problems putting together an entire coherent movie. And they've done it again here, Chuck, which basically this is an R rated. This is as R rated as a heart as a uh, uh, superhero movie as you're ever going to get as far as blood and violence goes. I mean, it is a zombie movie slapped together into a, an action uh, superhero movie. I've never seen anything like it. Very really? R rated, very graphic. Some of it seems virtual graphic too, not uh, CGI. So um, some real effects there. And, you know, you get a better cast of characters, I would say, in this one, because John Cena and Edris Elba are very more much more appealing than anything in the first Suicide Squad. They actually kill off a lot of the original Suicide Squad in the first five minutes of the film, which is quite interesting, to say the least. But again, this movie just meanders. Uh, it's one action piece after another. There's really no story here. It's so hard funny? to figure out. 
it, there's some funny lines or some funny stuff. They count a lot of the violence to be funny, which is that it's never good. Chuck is like, well, let's kill this person a certain way. And that's going to elicit a laugh. And then at the end, mm-hmm. you've got a, you've got a villain in this movie. It just boggles the mind. A giant starfish is the villain. After two hours of trying to figure out who the actual villain is there. They seem to be in this third world country trying to save some uh, revolutionaries. I, I honestly, Chuck, um, it's all attitude. It's all a uh, gun. It's all it is. It reminded me of that of that other movie he did with with the, the, the experiment movie where all those workers were getting killed. Really reminded me of that movie a lot. Um, just people dying relentlessly throughout the film. You know, I guess the fan base will like this. That she's very good in it again. Margot Robbie is excellent as Harley Quinn, but mm-hmm. you know, you get too many characters, too many death scenes, not enough story. It all adds up to just pretty much a wash. It's not anything spectacular. And frankly, you know, I'm glad I watched it on HBO Max because it's really, you know, there's really not much to the two hours running time to this film. Again, Idris Elba, John Cena, they can carry everyone just like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're in it. They're interesting. But when you give them nothing to do and nowhere to go, eh, it's just to me, it's a five out of ten movie at best. Hmm. And it's I know I know there's some good buzz out there, but again, it's really violent, Chuck. And I mean, it's like seditiously violent. It, it just doesn't seem it's I'm very James Dale, I'm, it's very, I'm surprised that Warner Brothers was cool with that. Yeah, it really. Um, look, you're putting a su- superhero together movie together. You got to figure Five to ten year olds are going to be watching it, no matter if it's rated R or PG thirteen or PG. You know, no doubt, no doubt. You got to be conscious of that when you're putting it together. And um, there's some really violent stuff in this, uh, despite some of the good performances. It's hard for me to recommend. But again, and and, uh, question: Any nudity? uh, No nudity. No. Okay. There's nothing. There's really nothing sexual in it at all. Okay. So at least there's that, and there's really not a lot of bad language. But boy, did they make up for it in violence. Okay, the violence. Tell me, just uh, without giving too much away. People's heads exploding, bodies just blowing up, uh, getting cut in half. I mean, it's just it's again, it feels like a zombie movie, but these are actual uh, people. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're going for. I really don't. I I don't. And, you know, he does the same thing to Michael Rooker in this film that he did to Michael Rooker in that experiment movie, too, where he's interesting. He's in it and he's gone within the first 10 minutes of the film. And it's like, what are you doing? You have these interesting characters. Yeah. Keep them in. I, Viola Davis is good. And I mean, there's again, it's not geared towards me. So I'm, I do want to put that caveat out there. So if there are DC Comics Suicide Squad fans, they might enjoy it. But again, I, this seems like a useless franchise to me. It really, really does. Fair enough. That is interesting. Fair. I, I, I mean, I, I got I'm really interested to see. I'm going to tell you what I think next week's show, because uh that disappoints me that you say this. Yeah, and I, but I didn't like the, the first one at all. I mean, let me ask you: Do you feel guilty now? Now that you knocked it, do you feel guilty or you? No, you, not at all. I'll okay. stand by my review. All right, absolutely. All right, I've got nothing to hide. I've all got right. no to. I don't really care if the producers care if I liked it or not. But really, um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Chuck, we get some movie news. Let's talk about the trailer that we got to see. Um, you know, everybody seemed to be buzzing about a little bit. Not only Stranger Things 4, which came out today and it really doesn't reveal much. Looks uh-huh. like it's coming out finally in 2022. Let's hope it's January 1st, 2022, because we've waited long enough for that highly anticipated fourth. What's really cool. I, I hear that um, Cobra Kai season four is going to be in December. That's yep. good. Yep. I saw the teaser to that. That's as really well. good. But um, how about the uh, the macho movie now with Clint? Eastwood? Macho. I mean, he's 90 some odd years old. 91. Here. I got to tell you, I text you when I watched it. It was very reflective to watch it, thinking about that man's history in film. Mm-hmm. What he represented as a tough guy, yeah. as a filmmaker, right? Obviously knew his craft. And then to watch him give a performance in Australia at 91 years old. I don't know. I found it to be powerful. I, I got to be honest. It was very, it, it felt like the, the, you know, the, the feeling that, of the sort of the shooters with John Wayne, except he's much, much older. A lot older, when John, yeah. I mean, you're talking 20, 20 years older. Well, here's the thing. Like 20 I, something years older, maybe. But uh, it, 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 it had a power to it, Mike, for me to watch that yeah, trailer. It really did. It, it's smart. The score they use from any old Morton Coney. And that, that is smart. And he does look I mean, it's weird. He looked older in that the drug running movie. He yeah, did he, did, he actually looks pretty good in this movie. Yeah, 91. I, 
But it's also interesting knowing the, the character he is off the film too, put, taking on this kind of role is a little um, risky for his fan base too, as he tries to help a, a basically an illegal immigrant, um, you know, survive in the country. So Listen, I think, I think, I think Eastwood's mind is very, very, uh, very diverse in his thought process. Um, and I think he understands also like starring in this movie, let's be honest, 91. It's not like he's going to be starring in movies at a hundred. I mean, no. this, I think this, it, that's why it really has that. It's a very emotional feel watching this trailer for me. It's almost like a swan song. How, you know, it's might yes. be the last one, your last time you're going to see him. Um, I will say but this as an actor, as an, but the amazing starring. thing starring, He's also directing this movie I know. at 91, directing himself. I mean, uh, that's got a lot to say for to, for age. Uh, you never Here's too a old, difference, though. Here's a difference. He's worked with a crew probably for a long time. The same people. Right. He probably says, OK, this is what I want. And yeah. they shoot. He's he's known for one take, two takes. That's it. He's not one of those. He's not Stanley Kubrick. Hundred takes. One take. Cut. Next. He makes movies very quickly. So his crew could help a lot, but as yeah. an actor, it is, is it is what it is. He's giving the performance, and that's it. It's impressive. A couple more trailers we didn't get a chance to talk about because we were off last week, but the Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife trailer. I liked it a lot. It looks really good. Very strange. I like it. I like the tone. It's, it tone. seems very smart. And and I also love the trailer for the uh, Serena and Venus Williams movie. With yeah, that was a good trailer. Also, that's a good trailer. He looks like he's putting in a hell of a performance there. It too, does. So. I agree. It very. It reminded me a lot of. Okay, here we go with. Uh, uh, when he played the stock, what was that movie? The uh, stockbroker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Right? Yeah, it yeah, felt yeah. it felt a lot like Pursuit of Happiness to me. Yep, like the performance so. he's giving. Uh, Chuck, let's talk movie news. You got anything on the docket there that we need to bring up? Uh, as uh, you know, we, free guy is uh, on the verge of He's getting some good out. buzz. He's yeah, getting I, some good advance. That'll be the next movie I've seen. I'm going to. I, I think the, the thing that comes to my mind, not not necessarily as much movie news, but a lot of people is speculating with this variant. OK, how is this going to hurt the industry going forward if it does it all? I know Paramount pulled their release date for uh, Clifford, the big red dog. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, you know nobody and no theater owners or even other studios really want to see that. No type news. No, um, I, it isn't. Let's be honest. It, you have to believe a little bit. Universal MGM produces a Bond. Maybe thinking like, do we do we do this again? Do we? That's do October, we, right? They're talking. That was an October release. Now, do, oh, do, yeah. do we say okay? Let's let's kick it the next summer. Would they do that? I have oh, to listen, oh. Mike. They got to be thinking a little about at least they a, probably, they, they're, they're definitely talking. having meetings. They've had it, conversations. Yeah. They had to. Well, plus two, you got to you got to throw in the, the and effect. you know, if that happens, every a lot of the other stuff, it, ha- yeah. it, it follows. I hope yeah. not. Um, I don't know. I, for some reason, I just feel like everybody's going to power through this time around. Maybe I'm just pie in the sky here, but um, that's October 8th. And then the Halloween kills comes out right after. And then you got Dune coming up as well. So. Yeah, you're right. If one domino falls, they all might. You got West Side Story in December. Top Gun Maverick also coming out later on. So, oh, by the way, uh, uh, Paramount announced they are sticking as a as a game plan going forward as a as an infinite definite the 45 day window. Like Maverick, Top Gun will hit theaters 45 days later. It will go to Paramount Plus. Honestly, I think that's a good compromise. I, I, really I, I think 45 days is fine. That's fair enough that if you make the money, you're going to make it. Having days. said that, it will still erode some of the audience for movies in theaters. Right. It right. will because 45 days is not long and you're going to get certain people. Ah, I, I can wait 45 days. Another interesting story that happened while we were gone was the Scarlett Johansson Disney yeah. uh, situation. Talk about it. Give me your yeah. opinion. Because, uh, well, Disney's attorney just you know, fought back at the lawsuit saying it was all it's all an orchestrated PR campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she obviously and, and and it's hard not to see their point of view. And I know Emma Stone was thinking about suing Disney as well for Cruella. But when these actors go into these parts, they're thinking on the back end, this is going to make a huge amount of money at the theaters. But, but here's here's where I side not side. Here's why I have an open mind to Disney's point of view. Here's and this is what they said. And it's true. COVID's real, Mike. It, it yeah. had an effect. Yeah. Right. You can't did you can't discount and act like like they shouldn't have altered anything due to COVID. 
Well, then they, they, if they, they're they going to look, all... listen, Disney, Disney's not going to make the money on Black Widow that they nope. would have. So nope. she why should she make all that money either? They said she got 20 million up front, Mike, 20 million dollars up front. So let's say she nets a complete 30 million instead of 50 million. You're going to cry a river for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I know. No, during I know. COVID. I know. I know. I, I mean, to me, it seems like. Dwayne Johnson ain't going to do it. No, because the same thing happened to his movie, Jungle Cruise. The same exact thing happened. I mean, it sort of is what it is. I, I got to tell you, most people will obviously, oh, the big bad Disney, you know, no. side with side with the actor and actress uh, in this situation. But I'm very in the middle here. Uh, yeah, I, I find again, if it was any other um, um, studio, right, it probably wouldn't. But since it's Disney, people are automatically cynical. That maybe she's, you know, getting the rough. I mean, it's hard to feel bad for millionaires anyway. Right. So she, she makes like you said, she makes 30 instead of 50. I mean, what are you going to do with that? I mean, is 30 not enough. I mean, aren't you aren't you going to make another 20 if you make another I mean, one? Listen, she made haven't you made enough from that franchise? Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's I just, mean it's in, in this case, it seems a little bit like her representation. Maybe steered her the in wrong direction. direction. She, she shouldn't have went. And in our opinions, maybe probably in the minority here from what I read, but I can't help but think that you have to be honest that you have to be honest about the situation. And the situation is what like was- everything else. I mean, I wanted to see baseball games with fans in the stands last year, but right. I didn't. Right. right. Because yep. because we know why. Right. I want to see football games. You know, I want to watch a New England Patriot game with a sellout crowd, not with nobody in the stands, but. That's what I had to do. And that's what the way it was. What exactly was Disney supposed to do? Like how, how were it, here's it, her argument real quick. Fast and F nine, fast and furious nine had this, this theater strategy first before like 45 days. I think right. it went, then it went to streaming. Okay. That movie worldwide has done over 700 million black widow went day to day and the film's done a little over 300 million. So her argument and her representation's argument is they, they took 400 million off the table and they might be right, but who knows? No, we don't. There's no Chris. There is no crystal ball. No. So, so it is what it was. So come on, Scarlett, you'll live, you'll live to fight another day. I, I right? think you'll be able to, I think you'll be able to play for the groceries this week. I think you'll come be on. okay. I mean, it, you'll be, you'll be, you, you got a good career. I think to me, you really and, need and, that 20 million. I think to me and to you is you got to know you got to know the optics of it. I mean, you got to understand how, many, how much money people have lost throughout the entire country. Right. I mean, is it jobs. really good? Is it is it really a good strategy to, to slap Mickey Mouse up inside the head? I don't know. I, 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 don't I know wouldn't do it. it. I, Honestly, I, I know I, I wouldn't do it. Yep, yeah, it's uh, it, you're right. It seemed like a bad PR move. Um, so we've got uh, uh, the Aretha Franklin movie coming out next week as well. Along right. with don't don't breathe. Part two, which that looks good. I tell you the truth, I don't understand what they're doing though. So if you've seen the first one, um, it's really, really weird stuff. Uh, all right, Chuck, you got any other movie news this day in history? Uh, anything like that? By the way, my yeah. daughter and I watched Die Hard, uh, Live Free, really Die Hard, her, her fourth uh, Die Hard movie, and uh, she liked it a lot. I like it. Listen, I I'm on record. I like it a lot also. Yeah, I mean, to me, the well. first four Die Hard movies are. Oh, yeah, I got one other thing. Now I'm glad you. you, you, you uh... By the way, Chuck, it, watching it, though, you can see it's like as you're watching it, like this could be the last good Bruce Willis movie that like was mainstream. OK, here's what, here's what here's what I read. Collider, the movie site, um, did a did a uh, an article with the with the question poised, what the hell has Bruce Willis done with his career? And it was very interesting to read. Okay, the street, all this stuff he's been doing on streaming, DVD, Walmart shelves, Rhinestone work, movies, all he those. He works yeah. for the same. He works for the same producer on almost all of them. They give him a million dollars for each movie, and he works about a week. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. We both know it's sad because you do hurt your legacy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like I said, I was watching. Like, you're not going to see DiCaprio do this. It's no, not going to happen. I was watching Die Hard 4 and I was thinking that I'm like, geez. But you say to yourself, you say to yourself, John, John McClane 
Unbreakable, Sixth Sense, Pulp Fiction. This guy, he's done some great work. Last Boy Scout. Yeah, I mean, uh, great like, stuff. Why, did he have to do? I mean, we don't know the whole story. The studios just not want to work with him. <clears throat> I think it's a good, strong possibility. He, his reputation's not great. A lot of people don't like him. No, right. Uh, I mean, Ask yeah. Kevin Smith that, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Will we see him and John McClane one more time? No. You don't think it's ever going to happen? I, I'm going to say 99% no. So the old um, the old origin story with him thinking. I heard uh, the, one of the, the interview, the producer, uh, uh, Lorenzo, Lorenzo uh, de Bonaventure, whatever, uh, right. says it's dead. That's a shame. That's a shame. And it's not going to be revived. And it is a shame. It is a shame because there was one. There was one last great Die Hard movie. I do believe that. I think if you're they right. wanted it to be, if they wanted it to be, they could have went out on such a good. They could have been. It could have been a beautiful wrap up homage. He's still a fantastic talent when he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. And it, but and I don't see the. I don't. Other than putting a million dollars in his pocket, I mean, this stuff is garbage that he's making. It's just garbage. I'll never watch ninety percent of it. I don't. No, care. no, Chuck. He put, he's cut, put out three movies this year: Cosmic Sin, Midnight in the Switchgrass, and Out of Death. He's got two more completed, Survive the Game and Bandits. He's got Reactor, Apex, American Siege, Gasoline Alley, The Fortress, Soul Assassin, A Day to Die. Even the titles are horrible. The titles are horrible. There's seven movies announced um, or in post-production. And he's usually playing a cop or the bad guy in any of these movies. At least Nick Cage, when he does his stuff, at least he at least he brings an effort to the table. He does. He is trying Bruce to find Willis different is not roles. trying. No, at least Nicholas Cage is actually trying to find different roles to play. Why? Why? Why he chooses to do this also is absurd. I think it's absurd. I mean. And Nicholas Cage said in an interview that he felt he doesn't feel pressure doing this stuff. He did when he did the rock and Con Air for Bruckheimer, he said he felt pressure. It's, you know, and you know, the sad thing is, too, in these movies, he's getting outbilled by Jamie King's of the world. And the that's the point. Hayden Christensen's of yeah. the world yeah. and uh, Megan Fox's of the I mean, he's not even top billing in these movies. He, uh, he doesn't want to be. No, probably not. He did. They slap his face on the box cover or whatever. Now the streaming, you yeah, know, yeah, a yeah. slide. And um, I, it, it's got to be fooling some people, though. Right. They see it. They're like, oh, Bruce Willis. It's got to be he's hey, in he it. Does, if he does seven of these a year times four years, it's twenty million dollars. Yeah, but really not doing much, and he's got he's got ninety percent of the year off to just do what he wants. I just want him to stop asking Frank Grillo to be in these movies with him too, and drag, and drag that guy's career down because uh, we, we both like him, and yeah. he's, he's still uh, about twenty years younger than him. So um, Frank Grillo, ten, after ten those two Purge movies, really should have been. Yep. Wrong decade, Mike. Wrong decade. No, that that is for sure. Chuck, let's yeah. uh, let's do some fast five here. How do you, how right. you feel about that? You feeling good? Yeah, I'm good. You feel rested up? You took a couple weeks off. Couple, no one. <laughs> well, let's start. With we'll start I, with an and, easy one. And we could when we couldn't do the show last week. I was devastated. You Literally. were. I know you were shooken up by it. I, you were. Yeah. Um, I couldn't sleep. Whiskey bottle. I mean, it was Dustin, just like out all night. I mean, Dustin Hoffman is, uh, believe it or not. 84 years old. I can't believe I'm saying, you that. know, it's, you know, I, I was thinking about this because I knew you bring up this name. It's hard to, it's hard to say this out loud, but he's an old man. He is. Yeah. I he mean, is. he's an old man. Um, so is it Tootsie Tootsie, not Raymond Babbitt, not Ben Braddock, not well, you know, you go, Ray, Raymond. It, oh yeah. It, you know what? I see it, it. He's, he's had some iconic ones. Yeah. I, I would go Tootsie awesome. too, though. I would go, but I would go Tootsie because the, he, he's, He's he's having a blast in that role, and it's not an easy role. And it was such a big hit. Yeah, it was. It was a great movie. It, it probably should have won Best Picture at the time, too. It's so, such a good film. And maybe the most um, surprising cameo ever in the history of Bill movies. Murray, right? Yeah, nobody knew Bill Murray was it's in it. It's a good cameo. And how right? good was Silly, Sidney Lamette as his agent in that uh, movie? Uh, Sidney Pollack. Yeah, Sidney Pollack, Pollack. Excuse yeah. me. Sidney Pollack. You're a tomato. Who is a good actor? Very good also. actor. Yeah, always. Yeah, actor. always a good actor. Yeah. How about sh- one of the most beautiful women and maybe one of the best actresses we have around right now? And that's Charlize Theron. Chuck is uh, 
is 46 years old. Um, still making great movies, although she I wish she'd get out of the, the fast franchise. But yeah, no- she likes the action. She likes the action stuff because they pay her. Yep. Yep. Right. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you, first time I saw Charlie Theron in a movie at the theater, uh, me and my wife went to see Mighty Joe Young, the Disney yeah. remake. Yeah. And and it was opposite Bill Bill uh, Bill Paxson, who we're big fans of. And I was like, my God, is she likable? Again, yeah. beautiful. I mean, we know she's beautiful, but boy, she's good. I always time- remember. And I, I go back to that movie. I'll watch that movie once a year. I, I just find that movie. It's just it's enjoyable. Yeah. Because I like that pairing, him and her. Yeah, very good pairing. Um, yeah. Not that it's your I best saw- work, but she's super likable. First time I saw her, she was in a cat fight with uh, with what's her name in uh, Two Days in the Valley, yeah. Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Um, and she's always been good. Of course, I love the fa- uh, the um, the Mad Max movie. I think she's great now. But to me, Tully, I want people to see Tully because it's yeah, more, I like her and Tully. more most I, 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 eclectic movies you're ever going to see. Well, Monsters, um, her great actress. She won an Oscar for Monsters. Monsters right? is good. Yeah, she's she's, good a, in that. she's a really good actress. Yep, she is. She's she just very happens good. to be beautiful. And the Italian job, right? That ensemble cast. She's good as yeah. in that group, too. Um, another great actor, Chuck. Sam Elliott is uh, 77 years old this weekend. Uh, to me, it's a star is born. And I know he's great in Hero, the one that came out a couple of years before that. Yeah, before I like that, that too. But A Star is Born, boy, I and, remember. And seeing... listen, Roadhouse is a huge Roadhouse one in, in his career. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that, that's that his supporting turn in that movie adds so much to that movie. It sure does. Um, but boy, he had so much heart to A Star is Born. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and he's very good in. Uh, did you did you like the pairing with him and Peter Weller in Shakedown? I did. Which is a very lesser scene. Uh, that was another one. Action Go to the movie. video store back in the in the late 80s, 90s, right? What, what year was that? Late 80s, 90s? Nine, I want to say. Yeah, and, and, you know, that was a box cover you had to rent. Yep. Yep. He's good. Always good. Iconic Always voice, good. right? I mean, maybe great voice. one of the most great, the, the great voice of all time. How about Antonio Bandaris, who is uh, 50, uh, actually 61 this weekend? Yeah. I mean, Desperado and Zorro, the first two that popped in my mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said a couple of weeks ago when we talked about him, he's a lot of fun in Expendables Stray. And by the way, Stallone teased uh, another Expendables movie. Uh, oh boy! Yeah. What about? I like the, Antonio Banderas. He's a voice, in this, and the, we the said shark. he's going to be a major role in the next. Uh, Antonio Bear and Banderas is going to be a major major part in the new uh, Indiana Raider Jones. Uh, Indiana Jones movie, yeah. which should be really interesting. By the way, Stallone's a voice is of the shark. I know. And, yeah. How's he do? Uh, very grudish. Let's just say that. Doesn't have that a... ca- that's a decent character. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. plus he eats a couple of people again, goes back to the violence of, of just like, what are we doing here? Okay. Um, ironic. And I never knew this, but Antonio Banderas and Melanie Griffith share a birthday. Not only did they okay. share a birthday, got married, um, but she is 64 years old this weekend. Uh, I always had a I, uh... Tess McGill. Working girl. Well, I, that's her biggest. That's her. That's, that was like her, her big breakout mainstream movie. But the Brian De Palma movie. Um, oh, uh, the um, the body double, right? I was a big fan of that film. Yeah, that was with uh, Craig Wasson, right? Um, yeah, that was a good movie. I did like her and um, and uh, Don Johnson in a little movie called Paradise, which was a yeah. really good movie. That was a sweet little movie. Um, again. Not a fan of Milk Money, huh? I, I knew you were going to bring Milk Money. Somehow, Milk Money and behind, that, that, ca- that casting was a misfire. Her and Ed Harris. Well, the whole premise is a mis- You can't make a kids movie with a hooker in it. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> you can't make Home Alone with a hooker, and that's right. exactly what they were trying yeah. to do. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Chuck. We'll do. A, let's look into the uh, career. And again, if you have Amazon Prime, there's a great new documentary called Val Out that deals with Val Kilmer's movie career. <laughs> And his life growing up, he, he, he carried a camera around or, or 35 millimeter or a camcorder, a lot of his film roles and a lot of his life. And you get to see a lot of old archive footage. You know, here's me- what's interesting real quick. He's the type of guy I never thought would do something like that. Right, right. You wouldn't think that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. And and, uh, and and you really get a peek behind maybe this guy, you know, again, another one of those guys had a bad rep with a lot of what did you learn watching the doc. What did you learn about you learn uh, a lot about uh, his what surprised you? Uh, his connection with his mom. He yeah. lost a brother very early in his I life. I know that. Okay. Um, and um, bad divorce, right? Bad divorce. You see a little bit behind that. You see him and John Frankenheimer going at it too 
in the in the uh, Dr. Moreau, which is weird very movie, interesting boy. to see. That is a weird but movie. Along the way, you see Tom Cruise. You see Marlon Brando. You see all these different co-stars. He's had Kurt Russell. Uh, uh, Kevin Bacon look real young, right? Kevin Bacon, really young. Uh, and uh, Tombstone, he, there's an interesting uh, angle to Tombstone. He did a in one of his final scenes and how he what got about him it. and Joel Schumacher. Were they hugging on Batman? Forever uh, well, it's interesting. And we'll get to that in a yeah. second, because, you know, he does talk about Batman quite a bit. And he doesn't have a lot of bad things to say about it other than the suit. He couldn't yeah. stand the suit. But yeah. Chuck, I remember I saw Top Secret in the theaters because it was the follow up to Airplane. Yeah. Um, from those makers uh, of the Abrams brothers and, and Pat Proft. And I and my family, we all went to see it. We all got a great kick out of it. I yeah, mean, he comes from a rich family, right? He does come from his dad was a bar- land baron. Um, yeah. So and, he's, uh, he was super wealthy. He is super wealthy. But yeah, I think he's very good in this role. Very Elvis Presley is just stupid movie as hell. He makes yeah. fun of it a little bit. He's trying to make it big in the into the into the uh, Hollywood. He takes a schlock in London and ends up being an OK hit. It's got a cult following because it of, does have a cult following because of who made it and, and what kind of movie it is. Naked mm-hmm. Gun airplane it falls right in the vein of those movies it's it's funny um and he's got charisma you can see he's got definitely got screenshots right after that he does real genius knocks it out of the park this movie is a cult classic and it's it's a great comedy I remember seeing that in the theater. That's when uh, all, almost everything had a sold out house Mm -hmm. uh, opening weekend back at back in that time period uh and I was a big crowd and I liked that movie tremendously I thought he was uh, really good. The supporting cast was really good too in that. All the kids were good in, in, it, yes. in that film, but that's the type of movie that usually makes people big stars in the industry. And then, and the William Atherton slime ball role of right, he's the real genius. Yeah. Ghostbusters and Die Hard. He's basically uh-huh. playing the same guy. Um, but Val Kilmer carries that film. His, his very Chevy Chase. I'm carrying the movie. It's all on me. Laugh at me. Look at me. And but that's you're right. not easy to do. No, it's not. And Martha no, Coolidge is, is the director of that movie. Yeah. And she does a wonderful job with it. Um, and it's not a secret. I mean, people found this movie and they love this movie, Chuck. Yeah. Um, and he does that right into Top Gun. And of course, he plays Iceman in that movie. He has some interesting to say, things to say about the script. And I don't want to like, get what, too much. What's he say? Yeah, tell uh, it's just, he had nothing. This character has nothing. Iceman. He had to create a whole backstory about Iceman because there's really nothing on the page in order to get the performance. That he does that. And I think his performance in it is actually quite good. Oh, and well, when, yeah. he, when he tells him you can be my wingman anytime, I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff. I think that's, you know, I think having him turn good at the end puts that movie to another level where it just would have been another schlock Tom Cruise movie. OK, I agree. And, I mean, and and I think you saw the star power of Val Kilmer there. I think he holds his own um, with uh, Tom Cruise and a lot of the the scenes with him. Out of that, does a couple of TV movies, and I think maybe some might consider it a misfire. Although it has found a big audience, and it's Ron Howard's Willow, where he met his wife actually and end up marrying Joanne Wiley Kilmer. She's the right. co-star. He did it. Um, he liked doing it. Didn't have much to say about it. I liked Willow. It's not awful. But it's a misfire because it, it George Lucas had a lot of stuff that they wanted to do with it. And it never carried and it never got off the floor as far as a franchise. Yeah, I mean, it has a following, though. It, it has a flatness to it, though. It, it never gels completely. I always felt well. It has a lot of interesting elements, though. I, I agree. A lot, a lot of interesting stuff. But, you know, you got the height difference, I think. It's a little, I don't know. I, I Don't get me wrong. Warwick Davis is good in it. I, I think what they're trying to do in that movie is trying to ape other movies. Yeah, there's too much Star Wars. In yes, it. exactly. Yeah, it's too exactly. much Star Wars. Uh, he'd make another movie. He'd make Joanne Wallach Kilmer. They make another movie called Kill Me Again. But I, get, I think he started getting critical praise for his, and he just basically encapsulates Jim Morrison in 1991's The yeah, Doors. He actually, he made a demo, Chuck, and sent it to Oliver Stone, and that's basically how he got the part to do audition, where he just basically turns into Jim Morrison. He sings the songs in it as well. It's yeah. a good movie. I don't think it's a great movie. His performance is really good, though. His performance outshines the movie, no doubt about it. Again, I think Oliver Stone just indulges way too much in the film for it to be a great movie, but his performance is something else in it in 1991. Mm-hmm. So things are rolling for him, right? I mean, he's got Thunderheart the next year. He plays a Native American kind of a murder mystery movie. Does okay at the box office. Nothing great. He plays Elvis in True Romance. You never see his face, but he's very funny in it as yeah, well. I mean, he's getting consistent work, obviously. He is. And then a, a small, a, a, a very rarely seen movie, The Real McCoy, where he, may, he plays a cat burglar with Kim Basinger. Remember that movie? That came yeah. out in 1993. But then maybe his best role, Chuck, and for me, and, and we could talk about it a little bit in depth now before we get into the Batman, 
but his best performance that I've ever seen him do is Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Yeah. Now I remember agree. this movie was not supposed to be the hit. It was going to be Wyatt Earp with Lawrence Kasdan and, and Kevin Costner. They were making right. these movies at the same time. Yes. Somehow this Kurt Russell Val Kilmer movie stood at the test of time. This is actually a Western classic now, Chuck, and nobody saw it coming from well, George the story, C. Postmatos. Right. I mean, the, that director, a lot of people said, you know, same as his name's attached to, um, to a ran- Rambo too, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot Where, of the, a lot like, of the a canon lot, movies. A, a lot, a lot of people say that Kerr Russell basically stepped in charge and directed Tombstone, and Stallone took charge of Rambo too. Right. That's interesting. I, I like to know the backstory there, how that, how that, how that all played out. But he plays Doc Holliday on his last days of dying of tuberculosis. Yeah, he's, he's great. Just unbelievable performance. And then you think about the cast they assemble for this movie, Chuck, is Bill Paxton, Michael Bain, Sam Elliott, Powers Booth. Yeah, it's uh, really good. Dana Delaney, Charlton Heston pops up in this movie for crying out loud. Uh, but again, it's all anchored by a, a wonderful performance from Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. Just uh, this movie is often quoted um, and, and you'll see Val Kilmer. He does a lot of the Comic Cons and he goes to places that show this. Movie. That's what he's doing now because he can't do much because of his voice. He is um, going to Comic-Cons. He is going to Comic-Cons. He's really struggling with the throat cancer, and he, he can't really talk much. His son actually narrates the film. But okay. out of Tombstone, he does Bruce Wayne, 1995, Batman Forever, Chuck. And, and his biggest hang-up was the suit. He couldn't hear. He couldn't really see or breathe in it very well. So he does a very stoic performance. He says it's very soap opera-ish. I got to tell you. Here's my reflection of what happened. When Warner Brothers parted ways with Tim Burton, because they had creative issues where they felt Burton went too dark with Batman Returns, although I think it's a terrific, I think it's a terrific movie and it stood the test of time. So they can't come to a negotiation. Uh, Michael Keaton was very loyal to Burton. Didn't like the direction Schumacher was going to take this franchise in. Winds up bowing out. Warner Brothers gets on the phone with them. Um, they want, they, so they had somebody in the studio said, okay, they must have had Kilmer in mind if something happened to Keaton. Kilmer was on vacation in Africa, gets a phone call. Warner Brothers wants you as the next Batman. He agrees. And I actually, I he's fine as Bruce. I think he's an he's not the reason Bruce that movie's not. Yeah, no, he's, I, not he's the an problem. interesting Bruce Wayne. I when I saw that movie in theaters, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as an entertainment. I don't think it holds up well. No. Tommy Jones is so over the top. Yeah. And so is Jim Carrey. There's some good moments in the movie. And the connection with Robbins is all right. It's awful in Batman and Robin. But yeah. but he's actually he's he's very aloof in real life. So his Bruce Wayne is pretty aloof. It's a strange, it's a strange feel he has for that role. I just remember the one scene where he smiles, right? When when yeah, Nicole yeah. Kidman comes on to him and he gives that yeah. smile in the suit. Yeah. And that's Val Kilmer right there in a nutshell. He's not the problem with that movie. In fact, he's got a couple action scenes where he's not in the suit that is decent. Um, and, and I thought his chemistry with Nicole Kidman was interesting. But you're right. It's too over the top. The Chris O'Donnell, I mean, the Batman Robin, it just it never clicks. Overproduced. It's, you know what it is? It's a, it's, it's it's a not, precursor it's, of what we're going to get. A okay, couple, right. You could see it's, all the it's things. Not even, it's not even close to being as overproduced as Batman and Robin. That's the no. most overproduced movie of all time. But two things about Batman Forever. I don't like, like, I wish they didn't do when Alfred says in the beginning, you want to take dinner and he goes, I go through the drive through. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. Ugh, like, really, you're going to yeah. go there. And then and then when the Batmobile drive dries up the wall of a building. Oh, come on. Like, I don't yeah. want to see this. This is not what we want to see. Having um, said that, you do. You do. I, learn. I, I, I think I still think it has entertainment value. Batman Forever. Now, Batman it, and Robin's a different animal. That, that movie's bad. You do learn, too, that he had a great affinity for Batman. He wanted the role. Badly. He did. OK, he, he you know, he grew up a Batman fan, the Adam West. So he was all about doing it. But he turned the next movie down right away. Probably knowing he's like, I don't want that suit on. You can't see me. But here's OK. Let, let's OK. I didn't see the doc yet, but. Like, here's the problem I have with Val Kilmer. Um, the stories of his treatment with Joel Schumacher. I, I don't like that. It's hard to respect. Right. Second of all, I, I'm always interested in people like, oh, I just don't want to do it. Like, I mean, it's, it's like there's a smugness in an attitude 
there that like well you got to remember these are these are actors to the core you have to remember that they don't all want to sell out and do these movies and make money after watching this doc do you like val kilmer i do but i will say this i do how Um, strange is he on a scale of one to ten he's not too it's hard to tell because he can barely talk and get around he's really sick right now so it's hard to judge him on that level i will say this in the footage in the footage that he has does here's he the problem with Chuck. the other actors. Well, yeah, he does. But here's the problem. Yeah. He produced this with his kids. Yeah, it's his camera. It's mm-hmm. like it's like the last dance with Michael Jordan. You're going to yeah. see the best parts of Al Kilmer. He's not going to show his warts up on the screen, right. you know, so that's the problem. As fascinating as it is, you know, there's some issues there that you're just never going to see. So, and they, OK, in the last dance with Michael Jordan, you didn't think there was some warts there? Yeah, there were. But he definitely scaled back some of All the right. stuff. You, OK. You, was there anything about his, his dad and his gambling and all that stuff? Nothing, no, nothing about that. No, right? I mean, but his hardcore competitiveness. Yeah, but that, 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 that makes him that made that situation his brand. Oh, that okay, helps yeah, his okay. brand. Right. I that's got not, right. not going to take away from fair enough. Brand. Anyway, out of Batman forever. He was excited to work with Michael Mann. And Heat is a fantastic movie. Sure he is. Kind of goes behind the scenes a little bit. You got Pacino and and uh, and De Niro. So you almost forget Val Kilmer's in the movie. Might Actually, have, that might have been his biggest project with with talent. Actually, absolutely. And what a great right. movie it was. And, yeah. he, and but he would then turn around and, uh, you know, when you get to work with your idols, sometimes it doesn't work out. And the movie is just an awful, awful movie. And a lot of it has to do with John Frankenheimer just put together a mess of a movie. The Island of Dr. Moreau. Weird just, movie, boy. It's just a bad, bad. You know movie. why? Because the star of that movie is not the one you went to pay to see. Right. No, not even like Val Kilmer is not really the star of that movie. Nope, nope. Marlon Brando isn't either, by the way. No, uh, what's his David, name? David Tuas. Yeah, Tullis he's the star yeah. of that movie. That's a weird and, movie. That movie. I remember seeing that in the theater going, holy no, cow, this movie's weird. Absolutely terrible movie. And, and you know, and you feel bad for everybody involved because it, it just never had a chance. You had that the little the, the little guy, like the smallest guy in the oh. world. He's like he was the pet to Marlon Brando. Just bad vibes all around. Um yeah. Now, a decent movie came out after it. I thought it was OK. It was a little overrated in the ghost in the darkness where he did with Michael Douglas yeah. uh, about the lions killing uh, in the African jungle. These two uh, huntsmen go out and try to kill it. I never thought it got any momentum going or any kind of excitement. No, it never going. was a box office set. I remember the weekend it opened. And and there, obviously you're talking about two actors that you can't take your eyes off on screen. Yeah, right? I love I mean, Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer. You're, yeah. you're in for a good time there. I yeah. just never thought it got off the ground. Uh-huh. Uh, and got the excitement going. And I, I'd say the same thing about The Saint, which he co-stars with Elizabeth Shue. Um, I think, I think it, was, it has entertainment value. It though. does. Um, it, it it shows him being a little wacky, too, because he gets to do all different characters. Now, how many it. years is uh, The Saint? We go back to uh, go back to a real genius to The Saint. How many years? Passed? It's only 10 years. OK. Yeah, it's only 10 years. Well, 12. I mean, if you want to get yeah. technical, but um, right. out of that, he would make uh, at first sight. Uh, with the, he was blind in it, Mira a Servino. modest hit. Yeah, yeah, Mira Servino. He does the yeah. voice for Prince of Egypt. Um, his next big uh, movie, if you remember, they did, they were doing two Mars movies simultaneously. Chuck and Red Planet was his Mars movie, um, and nobody went to see it. It was a flop. Yeah. Tom Sizemore's in it. Benjamin Bratt, Carrie Marianne Moss. Um, I'm trying to think. The, I remember the other was it Brian De Palma was it doing was a Mars a Brian movie. De Palma movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so neither one did well. I, Mars was not where anybody wanted to go. Um, he did a lot of meandering stuff too. hard cash, salt and sea. His next higher profile picture was Wonderland, which was the uh, the murder movie in the uh, John Holmes. Right. Oh, the yeah, porn yeah, star. yeah. Um, he yeah. plays opposite of Kate Bosworth in that movie. Has yeah. some interesting stuff in it and a good performance. But a little subject scene. matter. It's a li- yeah, it's a little scene movie. T- yeah, tough, to, tough, to, tough subject matter there. Um, after that. A uh, couple more smaller movies. He's in The Missing, a um, very small part with uh, uh, Kate Blanchett and Tommy Lee Jones. That's a Ron Howard movie. Right. Uh, he, does, he does Spartan, which was a decent movie about the kidnapping of the president's daughter, which was actually di- directed and written by David Mamet. Go see that movie if you want to check something out. It's pretty decent. Um, Chuck, his next big movie would be, um, look, it's probably his second best movie, and it's totally... Um, the good guys part one and that's kiss kiss bang bang which was a shane black directed movie and he co-wrote yeah. the screen story he co-stars with robert downey jr this is pre-iron man robert downey yeah. jr yeah um, these guys are great together in this movie chuck this is like the last boy scout on steroids with these two guys i really like kiss kiss bang bang yeah it's a good movie 
Um, that was 2005. That's how long ago that movie was, Chuck. Yeah. Um, he, he did enjoy his time with Tony Scott for uh, Top Gun. He would team up with him again. He'd pop up in Deja Vu, which was a decent Denzel Washington movie. He's got a couple of good line readings in that movie. But again, after that, he's done a lot of small stuff. He's done a lot of uh, give me the checks. He's done some voice work. Um, he did a very successful um, a, a Mark Twain play, one man show. But he never, ever really, Chuck, got back on the big screen and, and made it big. Uh, oh, and, and the reality is time flies. He's 61. But throat, Chuck, battling he, throat cancer. Oh, by the way, I will say this. He is funny in MacGruber. He is the villain in MacGruber. Um, he has a lot of fun with that. It, it harkens back to his uh, to his days with the uh, with um, the Abrams brothers. He is good in that. He does have a part in in Top Gun Maverick. He right? does. Ice is in it. I, That's can't gonna, talk, Chuck. I, I can't cannot imagine. talk. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you wish him the best. He also, by the way, he was the voice of Kit in the uh, Knight Rider reboot as well. If anybody okay. saw that, um, he was the voice. Overall, I think it's talent um, just misspent, right? It was just, it just never, he never hit the peak, the pinnacle of the career we thought maybe he could have. I also think personalities that have that strange aloofness, they don't always catch on in a big mainstream way. They, 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 they ride the edges and he's a, his career is an example of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, he, I remember when I was young, though, Chuck, I really did like him. I thought he was brilliant, um, especially real genius. I thought I couldn't wait to see what he was going to do next. I actually enjoyed him in uh, in Top Gun. Like I was actually like I was more interested in him than Tom Cruise. Uh, and I wanted Willow to be a huge success. I really rooted for him early on uh, in his in his uh, acting career. It just never really took off. All right, Chuck, uh, go watch Val. I recommend it. It's a definitely you get to see some interesting stuff behind. Yeah, the scenes. I do want to see that. Um, and uh, it's on Amazon Prime now. Uh, and that's a Val Kilmer show. I bet you never thought we'd be able to get through a Val Kilmer show. No, I did not. And overall, it was good to be back. I had a lot of fun. And uh, we'll do it again next week, right? We will do it again next week, my friend. And uh, always a pleasure. And to the audience, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.